0: Welcome to Love Narratives, a podcast where on-screen relationships meet real-life love stories. I'm your host, Michelle Zylar. I'm a love coach, and I help people navigate dating so that they can create conscious relationships full of passion, healthy boundaries, and so much more. Is it possible to stay true to yourself in a long-term relationship while also holding space for your partner? Today's guest knows it is, and so do I. In this episode, we'll talk about how creating art and consuming art can be the catalyst for tons of important conversations, reflections, and growth with your partner. The Love Narratives podcast is all about what we see, hear, and say to ourselves and each other about love. We'll discuss love stories both on and off screen, And explore whether the narratives we witness impact what we do with our own hearts and how we write our own love stories. These guests were all super generous and vulnerable with their own stories. So you won't just be getting movie or TV reviews here, but you'll also be getting real lived experiences from real people at the same time. And maybe by the end, we'll get to see how or if what we watch affects us in our real relationships. But let's be honest, we all know it does. Today on the podcast, we have Mitch Place. Mitch is an artist whose work challenges the observer to recognize their impact in our world. Like a hive of bees, they believe all living things are connected. Individual actions are often reactions in a vicious cycle of cause and effect they work to disrupt the recurring chain reactions of trauma. They work in an effort to give the viewer a moment to pause and ask themselves why. They work to challenge the ideologies of colonizers that still live strong today and to awaken a new age of healing. Their work stands on the shoulders of greats like Gordon Parks and Angela Davis humans who wielded their unfiltered lenses at the world and shared what they saw in hopes the future would be brighter. Mitch, we are so happy to have you here today. Um, I'm really excited to discuss this film that we're going to discuss today. But before we jump into that, I'd love to pass the mic and you know just allow you to introduce yourself and anything else you'd love listeners to know about you.
1: Uh, first off, thank you for uh, having me on your show. Uh, yeah honestly, I just want to share my perspective with these listeners. I think you read the bio perfectly. Um, so with that lens, I hope that they can understand my perspective that I'm going to share with you about the movie.
0: Awesome. Sounds great. Well, we're so happy to have you here. Thank you for doing this. No doubt. So today we're going to be talking about Sorry to Bother You. Um, this film, is definitely one of my favorites I've seen in the past couple of years and I'd love to know so first of all thank you for the opportunity to rewatch it right like yeah <laughs> the, the motivation to rewatch it um and also I want to know why is it one of your favorite movies
1: oh uh, it's, it's one of my favorite movies just because I can relate to it and they definitely didn't just follow I feel like uh, a lot of movies that that uh black men relate to were kind of just like put in a role of like a basketball player or some type of criminal and this movie was nowhere near that and they really went off the script not like that they were really uh vulnerable about their stories
0: Mm. yeah absolutely so which characters do you feel like was it the main character you resonated with most or several characters or okay
1: yeah the main character
0: so what about so what about Cassius um, did you relate to?
1: His work experience, for sure. Um, I, I worked in the call center for a little bit. I um, got promoted there relatively quickly. And there was a point, there was a, there was a point in a scene where he was um, walking into work after he had got promoted. And he got hit in the head with like a can or a soda can or something like that. Mm-hmm. And um, when I got promoted... It wasn't as uh, it wasn't like the same experience, obviously. But I kind of felt that like having to to a certain part of myself have to leave the people that I worked with to go to management. It was like you do lose a certain side of yourself, and I felt like that scene with the can hitting his forehead and like him having to choose which side he was going to go on. I really related to that. Mm.
0: Yeah. And did you feel like your coworkers like? Did they express the same way in the movie? I know his coworkers were talking about like, you know, that he kind of, what What did they, did they tell him he sold out or like, mm-hmm. like that? Like, did you get that same sort of communication from your coworkers or?
1: They were definitely saying like, I changed and, um, you know, like I was acting different. I started wearing uh more professional clothes. I started coming into work with Ties, you know, trying to be that manager and they could see that like I was changing.
0: Mhm. Yeah. Got it. And then um in terms of the romantic storylines, did you identify at all with Cash's relationship or
1: Yeah. Uh his him with with him and his partner, she she kind of stayed true to who she was and I kind of feel like when I was working, I was kind of lost because I was trying to fit a role of a manager and I thought that was the right thing to do, but that's not what I wanted to do. And so my partner, Willa, she was at that time, she was heavily involved in her own business and really just trying to be who she wanted to be. So she was kind of reminding me from her perspective. And then the with the girl in the movie, um, I can't believe I, I forgot her name, but there was a particular scene where she had cell phones thrown at her mm-hmm. and just to prove of like just a proof her point of who she was and she was willing to go that far. Yeah. So in that sense, um, my partner didn't do that, but she was going that hard in her own vision. And I, I liked how the movie was able to articulate that with just the cell phones being thrown at a person.
0: Yeah. And the
1: person just taking that, yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, I just remembered her name was Detroit and I I love Thank that you. piece because she said my parents wanted me to have an American name. <laughs>
1: and they named her (laughs) Detroit
0: yeah (laughs) so um yeah so so your partner Willa I know she's also an artist correct yeah yeah so Willa was pursuing you know her own work um while you were kind of in an office trying to climb the corporate ladder if you will
1: right yep yep
0: um and you know there was an interesting thing that I noticed in the movie where when he got promoted, um, Detroit was like, you know, not really, not really supportive in the way of like, you know, she knew that the company was corrupt. And so she was like, I can't be with you if you're going to be, you know, with them, basically, like, you know, your morals, like, we don't align anymore, basically, she was telling him. And um, he was like, the whole reason I got this job was to be more interesting to you and it's it's just it was I just found it interesting because he said that right like mm-hmm. I got this job to be interesting to you but then once he got in there and the way to be more interesting to her was to rebel then he didn't he, he wasn't so worried about being interesting to her he was just trying to impress his you know his boss yeah so I wonder have you had any kind of like did your relationship play any role in you being in that environment or staying in that environment? Like, did it did it impact how you and Willa kind of interacted with each other?
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, there, there were the, the first few years of me working there, um, it kind of built up and then like, I would finally begin to talk to her and kind of share my experiences. For example, um, I, I worked in healthcare and I was a supervisor so at certain points, uh, the agents couldn't handle the phone calls because they'd have to explain to parents that their children weren't going to get health insurance because a certain document wasn't filled out or something like that. And when I was at the prime of the job, uh, I was working in the, law, in, in the English or I was I was working in the language center, but I was the only person who would handle the English calls. And so those were like the the tricky calls because. The, uh, the person that would call was already offset because they were being told that they're not going to get health insurance from a person uh, that they perceive not to be American. And so they'd get me on the phone and I'd be able to handle those kind of calls and proudly tell a person, I guess, that they're not going to get health insurance or their child's not going to get health insurance because they didn't follow a New York state deem for them to do to get the health insurance. And well, Willa asked me, she was like, well, why are you doing this? Like, you're not happy. And the conversation for me wasn't that I got the job for her. The, the, the conversation was, well, this is what my family wanted. They wanted me to get a job. They wanted me to be successful. And this is what success looks like in America. You know, I have a management position, but it didn't feel like it. I'm over here having these conversations with people that I don't want to have. And so what helped me, because I, I was still working there while I watched this movie, was I, I ended up seeing the path that Cassius had to go down, especially with, like, the horse people and all that stuff towards <laughs> the end. Um and at, while I was working there, I just got really rebellious to the sense of when uh, a customer, when those type of conversations would come up, I would literally lead the customer to the person that was the, she's probably still is, her name is Donna Fresicatore, she's like the head of the whole New York State Health Institute Exchange, and I would lead customers to her voicemail. <laughs> and, and like, <laughs> some people would get through to her and magically get insurance after that. But uh, there was other ways to... To get the New York State of Health to change, but customers didn't know that. So I go out of my way to get them to know that I would really do the things that management didn't want me to do, but they couldn't question me on it because it was it's taxpayers' rights to re- read this information. Mm-hmm. So, but it, it, it had a I was the only supervisor doing it, so I had that like outcast kind of look. Like, why are you doing this? You're kind of making it harder for us because customers are now calling us expecting for us to do what you're doing and we're not going to do that.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: That's what I wanted to do.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It kind of reminds me of, um, you know, that crazy scene in the party in the movie um, Mm -hmm. after the host humiliates him and then the guy that like hired him, I don't remember his name, the guy with the eye patch. Yeah. Yeah he's like, you know, don't do that thing where you mess it up, like basically telling him to just eat it. And it's yep. like, uh, <laughs> this is crazy, you know? Um, so what was the breaking point for you? Like, what was it seeing the movie <laughs> or what? It was, <laughs> what it, was finally... it was,
1: it was the whole moment. It was, it was self-development, um, watching that movie timing of things. I just got a camera around this time too. I think Trump was just being elected. So like, it was just a collective moment of me just saying fuck it and like I'm not happy I need to do what needs to make me happy <laughs> and like there's so many signs for me just to go out and do it at this point but that movie really like the horse people uh the scene where he's rapping in front of everybody just saying basically what he wants to say which is just the n-word like mm-hmm. and then I was the only person in the call center that spoke English and people just watching me speak to these people like that uh just fit in roles I didn't want to be like I was just tired of it and I think the movie just like i was able to see the route i was going to end up if i didn't change
0: yeah 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 actually i wanted to circle back the um you to what you said earlier Mm -hmm. about you being the only one taking the like english speaking like you said that callers were perceiving your team members as being not american
1: yeah like uh they would think that the the state had outsourced to India or something like that or China because I, I my staff would range from different languages and um, if there was a Hispanic business person speaking
0: mm-hmm. they would
1: you know I don't want a Mexican I want you know an American and so mm-hmm. like the, the person would already be agitated and it was they were already agitated because th- them themselves or their child was not getting health insurance so yeah yeah wow
0: and you know it's not surprising but also a little bit it is because how diverse is new york city like Mm -hmm. so uh interesting that people expect you know everyone that they call at the state to sound one way yeah um now this is making me want to ask about the white voice because the the white voice is (laughs) is a big part of the movie so is that something that you feel like you were doing in that job or?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I, um, not only did they take calls for New York state, I'm sorry, New York city. They also took calls for the whole state too. So like mm,
0: yeah, I started,
1: yeah. Um, I also, I started it in Albany. So uh, it's kind of funny how I even got that job. I had to go to a staffing agency and I showed up to that interview with uh, holes in my jeans and like, the the pants were bleached, and I had a white, I think I had either a white t-shirt or a sports jersey on, and I went to this interview, and there was people there with suits, and I landed a job, and I think that job was like uh, some type of office clerk at uh, Office Max, like I was, no, it was was like logistics for Office Max, it was a temp job, and then I worked at Equinox, and then I got the job at the health exchange, Mm -hmm. and the reason why I bring that up was because like I spoke differently, but I didn't dress like people. I, I left people confused. Like I spoke one way, you was you would assume that I lo- I was a white guy or not black. But then like I would show up and I was completely dressed in a way that was triggering for people, like baggy clothes, <laughs> saggy pants, uh, the sports jersey. But when I would speak, they'd be like, "Okay, but he can articulate. I don't understand." So that uh I give them the, like I, I guess like people gave me the benefit of the doubt and I would I got that all the way to uh the New York State health job and then I changed my outfit I started wearing ties
0: mm-hmm. kept
1: shaving my hair mm-hmm. uh and just focusing on like what they want to hear and how they want to hear it and that got yeah. me promoted
0: <laughs> <laughs> well that makes sense yeah um... <laughs> You know, I know that you said that uh, your coworkers noticed a change in you, and they said something to you. Uh, how about Willa?
1: She, she noticed my white voice, but I don't think we really talked about it, or we didn't talk about it until the movie.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, so uh, yeah, go ahead. N-
0: so so the movie actually, like, brought things up for you two to discuss. You know, in your real lives, that's actually that's really mm-hmm. interesting.
1: I'm not sure. Like I, we even had, we didn't have it in the past. We didn't have a conversation around that, but we both didn't like, I obviously knew what a white voice was, but it wasn't our, it wasn't illustrated in the world. Like. I couldn't just explain it to someone like, Oh, I'm like code switching or I'm speaking differently to keep a job or to survive. Like at that moment, I didn't really know I was doing that. I was just trying to get a job. Right. (laughs) And then after the movie, I was like, Oh, this is what I was doing. And she was like, yeah, I wanted to talk to you about that, but I didn't know how. And it was like, just because we watched that movie together, we were able to share my experience. And and then she was able to say like, I would see you act this way, but I I didn't know. Like, I just thought that was you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And just for listeners, uh, Mitch's partner is white. So um, just for context, Um, yeah, it's so interesting. And then I think you mentioned to me earlier, um, last time we spoke, that it also gave you space to talk about Willa's art. Yeah. um so I just love that idea that not only you know are we looking for films and tv series to reflect us accurately but like they also can open up um you know like the the other way around like they can open up conversations in real life that we wouldn't have been having yep so I think that's really cool
1: love art man (laughs)
0: Um, yeah, yeah, I'm definitely, I love that we can geek out about this because you're an artist. So, um, are there any, are there any characters or, you know, romantic storylines in particular, uh, that you really did not relate to at all?
1: Um, within Sorry to Bother You?
0: Yeah, I guess there was really just the one, right? Like, I mean a little bit detroit hooked up with his friend right and then they mm-hmm. just didn't talk about it um but i don't know that we really really saw any other relationships in the movie did we
1: Not. Nah, i mean like we, we saw cassius and his uncle but that was just like a family relationship
0: yeah yeah so um how about that piece that piece of like her you know hooking up with someone else and then he like didn't want to know who it was and then you see at the end that Cassius and her get back together and the guy kind of just like awkwardly bows out like (laughs) you know what I mean
1: yeah Um, I think like when I watched that movie I put myself in Cassius position like the mm -hmm. whole movie so like I, I could see how that could happen to me like if I'm not who I am then like the people that I want to attract around me aren't going to stay around me because I'm not being who I am so like Mm -hmm. that was just more evidence for me to like be who I wanted to be like it was like just just warning signs I was like look like she's gonna leave you bro if you don't stay true to who you are like even the movie is telling you like so (laughs) I I I was like that could be a route like that could be a future of mine if I don't be who I want to be and do the work to get there
0: yeah that's how I related to it yeah yeah um oh and then uh the part with her art right Mm
1: -hmm.
0: have you ever had that kind of experience where you feel like um you wanted to protect Willa in some way like because when he she was having her art show Detroit Mm -hmm. um and having the phones and the sheep's blood thrown at her he like interrupted the show (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> he, he was like, you know, and they were even broken up at this point, but he felt so protective of her that he was like, no, stop it. This is terrible, you know. Um, have you ever had that sort of experience? Like while Willa is really in her, you know, zone creating stuff where maybe you, you don't fully understand it or you, you're you scared for her or anything like that?
1: Yeah. Um she, you know, she's has her, her own uh journey and like experiences that got her here. And obviously I have my own, so we don't understand them, but after watching that, I didn't want to end up like how Cassius was. So just more observing her process now, because like that it's, 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 it's hard, like that's to watch someone do that to to themselves or to get that done to them, but to know that this is how they're expressing themselves and tackling some of that past trauma like they're they're at a stage to where they can even work past that I think is uh it's inspiring definitely inspiring to like get me to do the same uh but it's not easy like she she will has a lot of ideas that I don't understand that but I'm not gonna step in the way of her her growth or her healing especially after watching that scene in the movie and then talking to her about her own ideas
0: yeah yeah and um you know i think you said you hit the nail on the head you said try to really understand and learn and listen um because i remember there was like the one point in the movie i don't i don't know if they were broken up yet i don't think they were Mm -hmm. that that he goes to her art studio and um he is like really exhausted from working And he's like asking her about her art, but not actually listening. He's like falling asleep. (laughs) And it's like, if he would have actually listened to what she was sharing, then maybe he wouldn't have had that reaction during the actual event. Yep. Yeah. So I love that, that you're taking that on. And um, I think it's really cool also that you said that you each have your own journeys and neither one of us can understand and I feel that way too like my wife and I come from very different cultures very different upbringings um you know like we're also an interracial couple Mm -hmm. and like that's just only one piece of it but like yeah you get to learn from each other you get to witness each other and it doesn't have to be something you understand it's just like if you understand the things that matter about somebody like if you know you're aligned on those most important things which i take it you and willa are um how long have you guys been together again sorry sorry. oh my goodness
1: yeah Uh, i just want to clean that up
0: i'm (laughs) i'm 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 probably have said you guys several times over the course of this podcast (laughs) and i'm training myself to stop saying you guys because it is really antiquated and unnecessary so yeah Throwing that out there. (laughs) Um, So you've been together, you two, since 2009. Yes. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Uh, I don't know how long the couple in the movie has been together. I don't get the vibe that it's been that long, but definitely they had some formative years together. Mm -hmm. I remember in the beginning when um, Detroit was meeting that guy that she actually hooks up with uh I can't remember his name that she starts to introduce Cassius and wanting to say something that he did in high school and he interrupts her and he's like why do you always have to talk about high school Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and it sort of gives you this vibe that like they have quite a history together like they've been together since like I mean I would still call I would call child uh high school childhood right yeah um So has that shown up in your relationship like that? It's like a little bit like either you really love like relating to those young years together, or like maybe was there ever a point where it was kind of coming up too much and you wanted to kind of, you know, move into a new phase or.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I think just like some of the, the high school energies we surrounded ourselves with then didn't help us grow. So it's like, you know, re- revisiting some of those times isn't fun. But we did learn from them, but yeah, they're not fun. <laughs> <laughs> but like you. prom was fun. We went to prom together.
0: Oh, <laughs> that's so sweet. Um, So how old were you when you met?
1: I was 16 or wow. 17, I think. Yeah. How old was I in 2009? Yeah, I was 17.
0: Yeah. So not many people make it through those like adolescent years into adulthood together. Um, so that's really extraordinary Thank that you guys have it. done that. So, cause I know that I have been like 17 people between the time that I was 17 and the time I met my wife, like I've been a lot of different people in that process. So, um, the fact that you guys, Oh, I said it again. The fact that you two have been able to, you know, grow alongside each other. Um, Mm -hmm. What would you tell listeners? What's the secret?
1: (laughs) Uh, I'm still learning. I I think learning, listening, patience, uh, compassion, um, trying to like, like we said earlier, like we both kind of get this, just we're not gonna understand the other person's world, but like there are ways that we can get in. Like it was nuts. It, willa doesn't want to have the cell phones thrown at her but she wants her own version of that and i can understand it because we watched that movie together and that particular scene and seeing how cassius reacted like i don't want to show up like that in her life i don't want to be cassius i want to be you know mitch who's supportive <laughs> of her reaching her goals through her art irregardless of what the art looks like
0: yeah that's so beautiful well I, I really think that's a huge gift that you, you're giving to your partner to just Thank allow you. her to <laughs> express and grow. And you know, I think a lot of people are in relationships for a long time, and I know I used to do this. They try to fit into a mold to to maintain the relationship, right? Like mm-hmm. to make the other piece, mm-hmm. the other person feel safe or comfortable. Um, and you're like, no, go be you. I'm like. <laughs> don't worry about me feeling comfortable. That's my job. Like,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are my boundaries to set, absolutely.
0: Yeah, yeah, amazing. So um, are there any other themes in the film that you feel like show up in your, your current life or love life?
1: In my current life, I, I would <laughs> say no, but definitely uh, I had to watch like, his relationship with his uncle, the guy with the eye patch, just every relationship that Cassius went down,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I could identify, like, it's kind of, it's like, I could identify the people in my job who were the eye patch guys or the <laughs> eye patch people. So I'm not, I'm like, you're not on the same wave as me. You know, mm. his uncle uh, not really having the answers for him, but trying to like, keep doing whatever he could to keep the house. So getting that some of my family uh, don't have the necessary answers to guide me, but they're just doing what they can to still survive. And so be having myself being able to identify that I can, actually that part of the movie still reflects to me now. So I lied that part. <laughs> I still uh, use, you know, uh, having realistic expectations for my family with the way that the world is and seeing his relationship with his uncle helped me with that.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, For me, I'm noticing it as kind of a generational thing, right? Like, like the generations before us, they really, they were in their careers to survive. They were in their relationships sometimes to survive, you know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, and we are out here like creating our work and creating our love and (laughs) like, (laughs) you know, reaching new realms of what, what all of that even means. Right. Um, yeah. And so they wouldn't have the answers because they've never been to those realms. And, you know, we can appreciate everything that they can do and that they they have provided. Right. Yep. Um, yeah, I love that. And I wonder the relationships with those people, um, have you do you feel like they've tried to guide you or provide any support when it comes to your relationship or to your your love life?
1: honestly with my family not really i don't i I think i'm like in just like uncharted waters like they have i don't know if they have advice to give or i i think i I, i'm in the longest relationship besides my aunt in the family
0: yeah yeah so you're you're a pioneer
1: yeah (laughs) definitely (laughs) a pioneer yep
0: (laughs) okay okay so you knew that they had you know sort of an expectation or a hope for you career-wise but um you know, when it comes to romance, it was kind of up to you to decide.
1: I'm sure they had their own expectations too, but they didn't, they didn't vocalize them, or at least I didn't allow them. I was, <laughs> I was going to date who I wanted to date and mm-hmm. they didn't, they, they were like, ah, oh, well, we didn't get to him on that part, but he has good grades. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. All right. Um, yeah. And you know, what's interesting is that like, yeah, you have good grades, and then you got into your, you know, supervisor role. Um, but I'm sure that even that work ethic that comes along with, you know, get good grades, get the supervisor role. Um, do you do you find that you apply that work ethic to your art as well?
1: The energy that I, uh, the the moment or the motivation that I had when I was getting good grades and getting a good job. The goal was the same. So the goal with my art is still the same. I still want to be financially free, mentally free, Mm. uh, just to see the world. Uh, But how I get there, I'm more patient and more compassionate for myself. I wasn't when I was trying to get good grades or focusing at the job and trying to be the best supervisor, have the best team. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, like I was sacrificing myself. Now it's, I'm able to see uh, the liberation that I've gotten for myself having the ability to to walk to the beach I biked 17 miles yesterday did not hmm. think I was in the shape to do that but I some I guess I did uh <laughs> you know and like just, just to still see the freedom in that
0: yeah yeah it's amazing and so you've been able to carve out a new path in that area too and I'm sure that you feeling liberated and like exploring new worlds, like biking 17 miles, um, you know, has an impact on your relationship with Willa too. Yeah. Right. Cause then she gets to be with a whole like, n- like newly, I guess, expanding partner. Right.
1: Yeah. And, and it, it, it is an it inspired, it's, it's a, it's a, you know, it's like a two way street. You know, if, if Willa's like that, I don't wanna be. Not in finding out with myself, like I'm oh, like, oh, if you don't, know, if I'm exploring my inner child, will is doing the same thing or if if we're it's just growth, like you don't want to be the other person not growing, I guess you know <laughs> everybody wants to grow,
0: <laughs> yeah, well, not everybody, and that's okay. those yeah, we're, those we're, are the people that are not aligned to be with each other, right? like mm-hmm. um that was definitely a hard lesson for me a, a while back is like, okay, not everybody is into this like, new level, new level, new level, like expand yourself, do uncomfortable things, like step into the unknown thing and that's okay. And that's just, you know, not the person that you, you know, are, might be, or not the people that, that you want to share that path with. So, um, that's okay. They can share that path with each other. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Those, um, so, okay. So I also wanted to ask you know, I kind of asked what you really related to in the film, um, what maybe if there was anything you didn't really relate to. I also wanted to know, are there any, um, you know, sort of love stories or narratives around love that you wish you saw more of on screen?
1: Yeah, I, I wish they they would show like they would they would show the experience like in depth more uh for example with cassius in detroit how he wasn't like he he was asking questions but not listening or just showing more uh impact i feel like in movies it it, like gives guys gems on how to get girls but it's not from a girl's perspective so like Mm. let's get it from a girl's perspective you know not a guy that thinks he knows how to get girls i guess or but like more actual female representation about what their experience is like in dating and more males instead of it being this man and woman or how it's been how it's been for so many years
0: yeah I love that you said that because when he's not listening she kind of just brushes it off Mm -hmm. and like doesn't say anything about it she doesn't hold him to account she doesn't like Call him out. She's just like, all right, pass the joint. I'm done trying. Like, and then they move on.
1: <laughs> like, exactly. Like, <laughs> and it's like, supposed to be a movie. <laughs> yeah. You know.
0: Um, yeah, I wouldn't be cool with that. I wouldn't just let that pass, or or at least like have a scene later, circle back to it. Yep,
1: like, exactly. Yeah.
0: You don't listen to me. You were exhausted and high the other night, but now we're not. So let's talk about it. Like, <laughs> yeah definitely. I, I love that. Um, and then any, anything else that you wish you saw more of?
1: Uh yeah. Just more representation of people like us, um, interracial people, LGBTQ community, uh, just, just more uncomfortable things on TV. Like we're, you know, we watch a lot of the news puts a lot of trauma stuff out there. So why can't we put uncomfortable art stuff? Like, I don't feel like a a relationship or or a friend, like just decent human connection and how to get there is as bad as watching what we see on the news.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And so thank you for that. And the final question um, that I'm definitely asking everybody, uh, if your love life was a movie, uh, what do you think that the viewers would take away from that movie?
1: Oh my goodness. Did you ever see, uh, this might be bad, but did you ever see 500 Days of Summer? I'm gonna refer another movie yeah. this. Okay, so like, it would definitely be something like that. They might say it was cheesy or uh, I don't know, but it would definitely be like, would Disney wish they could be, but they didn't hire me as a director. So they don't get to see it, but yeah, <laughs> you would you would get cheesy, like Kissing in the rain vibes, uh, playing in a like uh, playing in a box, uh, a cardboard box as adults, like just like just living with your inner child in a relationship.
0: I love that, and I love <laughs> that you said that because you know there's couples that um, you know, and I'm just speaking. I know mostly monogamous couples, but there's couples that. Um, you know they're like really into the cheesy stuff like you and I Mm -hmm. and then there's couples that are like we don't we don't do that we're not like that stop it with that Um, (laughs) so I love I didn't know that about you too so good to know I'm glad but it makes sense like I definitely get inner child vibes from both you and Willa yes Um, yes (laughs) Actually, we literally had a play date a couple of weeks ago. You and Willa showed up at our apartment and we went on a bike ride, the four of yes, us. Yes, we did. It, yes, we it, did. Really, like the vibe was literally, it felt like I was like, you know, 11 years old exploring with my friends. Like, <laughs> so great. Um,
1: nice. Nice. <laughs> That's the goal, man.
0: Yeah. I'm going to have to, I think, I think I might have like a picture or video of that day. So I'll have to share it. But... um yeah it is the goal right like you know and then I love that you and Willa are also really active with your art at the same time like you are making a difference in the world but you're also like you get to play and be children at the same time
1: thank you thank you yeah
0: yeah and that totally gives me Cassius and Detroit vibes I think this is like (laughs) the perfect movie um to discuss so um thank you so much for this mitch this has been an amazing conversation is there anything else you want to share with our listeners
1: uh follow and subscribe to michelle's podcast (laughs) again thank you for having me on here um and just you know like let's normalize these kind of conversations man
0: yeah absolutely yeah let's let's talk more about real love and listening and 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 all of that that growth um
1: the juicy stuff
0: yes the juicy stuff <laughs> thank you thank you for the <laughs> thank you for hyping up my podcast and also I want you to let people know where they can find you online because I know there's many places to see your art so um where should people go and look for you oh
1: thank you um they should just google who shot samo and uh, my YouTube will come up my website will come up click awesome. anyone yeah
0: yeah and, and I'll link to all of that in the, the description for the show. So Thank you. All right. Thank you, Mitch. I'll talk to you soon. No doubt. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so glad you're here. And I really hope you got something valuable out of this episode. If you did enjoy it, please go ahead and leave a review or rating wherever you get your podcasts. That way more people can see it. And don't forget to subscribe so you know when the next episode comes out. If you want more content about love and dating, or you wanna find out all the different ways you can work with me right now, go ahead and follow me on Instagram, at Michelle Zylar, and I'm also on TikTok and all of those other things, but Instagram is really where I hang out. So feel free to stop over and say hi, or if not, I'll see you in the next episode.